Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show about art, craft, and creativity. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by SherrySoapOpera.etsy.com. At Sherry Soap Opera, you'll find a great selection of handmade soap and other beauty products, including lip balm and also perfumes and fragrances and shower and wedding favors. So head over to SherrySoapOpera.etsy.com for a great selection. Okay, so let's get to it, folks. It's time to craft sanity. I've been really busy working on the next issue of Craft Sanity magazine, which this is a great preview of the next issue of the magazine because my guest today is Abby Glassenberg. She was on episode 100 when I interviewed her for the first time about her soft sculpture birds and her creative life. It's a great primer for this episode, so if you haven't heard episode 100, I'd encourage you to hit pause, go back and listen to that one. This is kind of a mini interview because I interviewed Abby for the next issue of the magazine. As I mentioned, I publish a craft magazine now, for those of you who might not be aware of that. It's called Craft Sanity Magazine. There's a Q&A interview, a little written article, and also, very excited to, to tell you that there's a super cute bunny pattern from Abby that will be in that magazine. So so be sure to check that out. But the biggest news right now is that Abby has a fabulous new book out called The Artful Bird, Feathered Friends to Make and Sew. And in this book, she has a wonderful collection of 16 projects. And if you've been following Abby's work and have been watching over the years all the creative and really intricate bird designs that she's been making she decided to put those together and offer patterns for those many of those birds that she's been making in this book so let's get to it well abby i am just so happy to have you back on the show and thrilled to see you out with a book now and you know you have these you have this great series of blog posts going on your site about designing handmade toys so you're just rocking the house lately thank you plus you're you have another baby too Yes, I do. I had Josephine on December 6th. Congratulations. Thank you. She's totally cute. You're a very busy mama. Sometimes, I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems like um, I find that the busier I am, sometimes the more I'm getting done. Yeah. You know, people (laughs) ask me that all the time, you know, how do you have time? And I actually think you're totally right that the the sort of the less time you have, the more productive you are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I started my blog when our oldest daughter, Roxanne, was nine months old. And I needed to do something more than just sort of be a stay-at-home mom and um, kind of stumbled into the very early craft blogs and sort of thought I could do this and, you know, started while she naps then. And, and it really was much more than just a, a, a blog about sewing. It was a blog about all the different things I was doing while Roxanne napped, which included cake decorating and gardening and greeting card making and all kinds of, you know, crafty sort mm-hmm. of pursuits, but not just what I'm doing now. And, um, and, you know, I think having that two hour nap period, plus I would work, you know, in the evenings after she went to sleep, that was what made me productive, you know, cause like the summer prior to that, before she was born, I was a teacher and I had the summer off and I, at the start of the summer I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, draw every day and I'm going to, you know, really do all kinds of art and, 
you know, of course, the summer just kind of ticks on by and I don't do anything because it's, you know, when your days have no structure, you really don't do anything, but, uh, or at least I don't, but having that sort of, you know, daily deadline almost, um, really made me and continues to make me work harder. So yeah, ever since Josephine's been born, I feel like it's sort of kicked in the high gear again, which is sort of funny, but. Well, um, you've been amazingly productive and I, I commend you for it. I think it's fantastic. So th- she's definitely inspired you. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> I mean, we can tell on your blog because you've been just blogging like crazy and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of new moms take a blog vacation. You know, uh, yeah. and we all think that's totally fine and we all get it, you know, and, right. um, Absolutely. But, but you are just sticking with it. So that's wonderful. So, yeah. And for those of you who are looking, you want to check out while she naps is where you can find all these great things that we're going to be making reference to. So I know we talked, it was back in 2009, I believe it was the spring when we recorded. And then I posted the interview over the summer. And at that point, that was before you know, you started working on a book and you were, had done some gallery shows and were, you know, making these really awesome soft sculpture birds. And we talked about that and we talked about your whole history. So people can go back to episode 100 uh, if you want. In fact, this would be a good point to like pause and go back and download episode 100 and get the whole backstory. It'll make this one way more exciting because you'll get to kind of work with Abby all the way through, you know, (laughs) from the beginning (laughs) to this excitement here because now we're at the part where you have have a book out, which is a, a goal for a lot of us who are in the craft world. So what does it feel like to have a book in your hands that has your name on it? It's really surreal. I mean, it's, it was a big day when it arrived. They, it was so sweet. Um, our, my publisher, interview, they wrapped it like a gift. And oh, so how nice. It was so nice. We were getting ready to go out for lunch, and we walked out the front door, and there was this FedEx package, and I opened it up, sort of not expecting it to be my book, and there was this wrapped gift, and I opened it, and it was my book, and it was such a really and a wonderful feeling because, you know, it's a long process. It's really over a year and a half you know, from start to finish. And so when it's finally there, it's, it's pretty neat, I have to say. Yeah. And that's, that is a great way. You should feel like it's a gift when you're done because it's so much effort, you know, to go. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like my, my, I just remember my senior thesis, you know, in college, <laughs> it's sort of a smarter feeling like you just work on something for, you know, a really long time. So it's, it's a, it's a really nice feeling to see it in print. And how long did you actually spend writing? the book um well i spent eight months um the acquisitions editor you know when we were sort of going through the final bits for the contract and sort of you know deciding all of of how everything was going to work she was like well you know about how long do you think you need to make all of this and to write the text and you know, in my, like, I was sort of full. <laughs> it was like, oh, eight months. I think eight months is fine. She's like, great. So why don't we pick a date? You know, this is July. She was like, how about December 11th? And I was like, great, sure. I can do it all between now and then. <laughs> and, you know, of course I was able to. To. And again, having a deadline is, you know, is a really uh, motivating oh, thing, yeah. especially if you've signed a contract that, right. you know, you have to abide by. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was fast. I mean, I think it was fast. And I, I actually made 19 projects for the book and there are 16 in there. I think in the end, inevitably, you know, they just ran out of room or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I did 19, you know, 19 projects in eight months, which was 
um, which was a ton of work. And there was also some travel in there. Um, you know, I went out to their offices in Colorado and did a photo shoot and stuff. So it was pretty intense. I actually think they had all the material longer and it was sort of in production longer than I had, you know, to make all of it. So yeah, it was quick. These are three-dimensional, detailed, very cool things that you came up with. So to come up with 19 in that short time period is extremely impressive because these are, you know, these are really cool. And what's so awesome about what you've done is for those of us who've been admiring your work, you know, that you've been posting on your blog, and I have not actually seen your work in person at a gallery show, but the thing that's so thrilling for me is to be able to look at these, you know, the birds that you've been making. And now in your book, you're, you're really letting those of us who've been following what you do have an opportunity to, to make some really impressive stuff. <laughs> so I think that's really awesome that you've, you've shared that. Was it hard for you to make that decision to actually share some of your patterns for birds that you'd been creating for? I don't know if you use patterns of birds that you've already had been exhibiting or if you came up with completely new ones or how that worked. Many of the birds that are in the book I had been making for a while. So they aren't, were not all sort of invented for the book. Um, some of them were maybe like four or five and the rest of them were birds that, you know, I had come up with in the prior, you know, years leading up to the book. Um, so, you know, so in that way, it wasn't so bad. Um, but for a long time, I didn't part with any of the patterns of the book. So, you know, prior to the book deal, like I had been making all of these birds and people, you know, publishers from other publishing houses would contact me and say, oh, we're doing a softies book. You know, could you give us a pattern? Would you, you know, sell us a pattern? And I would, but I would never sell them. I would never part with any of the birds. Like the birds were sort of sacred and I, uh, I never shared the pattern for them. I never gave away a free pattern. I never um, parted with the patterns. I sort of guarded them all. And, um, you know, and I had, I had a lot of them. And um, when I decided to, to do this book, um, it wasn't hard to part with them because I knew that it was my book. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a compilation of, um, artists, you know, each giving one or two patterns. It wasn't, you know, it was my book. It was going to have my name on it. And so I knew, you know, I could take this body of work and I could put it all in one place and sort of exhibit it that way and share it that way. And and that felt really good. It, It didn't feel at all like, you know, oh my goodness, I'm giving away, you know, some sort of secret or anything like that. Like I definitely, people had emailed me, you know, for years and asked me, you know, how do I use wire to make legs or, you know, what's the best way to make it balance and, you know, questions like that. And I, I would try to explain it, but it was really hard. I didn't have, you know, step-by-step visuals to share with them. And, you know, it's, it is a little bit tricky. So um, it's great now that there is, you know, this book is here. It's got, you know, photos in the beginning with my hands that show you how I do, you know, what my methods are. So I'm thrilled that, you know, people would be able to try it. And really my goal, and, and there's a little segment in the book about this is for people to be able to design, you know, their own bird. I feel like after you sew, you know, one or two of the patterns from here, you'll be able to see how they're sort of constructed, like what the basic mm-hmm. elements are. And then if there's a particular, 
you know, bird in your region or, you know, you have a pet bird or, you know, all kinds of, you know, they're just something, a bird from your imagination, you know, you'll be able to, to sort of, to create that on your own. Or, you know, I don't, there's no parrot in the book or, you know, a certain kind of bird that just isn't in a species of bird that's not in the book. You would be able to, to design that on your own. So, um, so that would be really exciting too. Oh yeah. And I think the photos are extremely detailed. So while these are, you know, more, you know, I made the comment earlier that these are more complicated. Like I do a lot of softies where my kids will draw something and I make it the monster, you know, we make it come to life where, you know, we stuff it and we make a softie, but we're not doing any kind of wire armatures or legs or anything complicated like that. And, um, but this, I think what's really wonderful is you've, you've presented this, these beautiful birds in a way that you demystify it for people to actually go home and you're empowering them to sit in their own studio. And as you said, try a pattern or two and then make the parrot, if they have a pet parrot or whatever, you know, and that's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that you've done. And I, and it is really cool the way you've chosen to present your patterns as a collection of your patterns. Because that feels like it, you know, it's all Abby. You know, you can tell all the way through. There's not just one bird that people recognize as yours and everything right. else is different. So, yeah. Well, congratulations once again because I think it's really a great just presentation. Very detailed and thorough. And what strikes me about it is that I can tell that the tone of it and the way you're, you're presenting the instructions to the reader, you really are breaking. You really, I can tell that you really want the readers of this book to be able to get to the successful outcome. I can tell that's important to you and the um, step-by-step. I think it was great. Did you fly out there then to do, um, to make some birds and they took pictures of your hands or how did that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was great. I got to go to, um, to Colorado where Interweave, um, which is the publisher is based. And I was there for two days and, uh, or had a, you know, a two day photo shoot, which was really really interesting. And we were in a, a professional photographer's studio, which I, I don't think I'd ever been in a photographer's studio, at least not one that, you know, took kind of still photos, you know, sort yeah. of for this kind of a, a, a publication. So it was really, really interesting. And the art director was there as well as my editor. And so it was really interesting too to work with the art director. Like I had brought with me all my scissors and I use these, I think I talked about this in the last podcast that we recorded. I use um, hemostats, which are like these surgical forceps, Mm -hmm. um, which is a really good tool for turning tiny little softy parts. And um, so I brought, you know, a bunch of those, um, uh, I was nervous about actually flying with those on the airplane. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they're going to take them away from me. <laughs> but uh, but I measured them and everything. They were like under seven inches. So it was okay. So I brought them with me and um, <laughs> and uh, and I laid them all out, you know. And so the art director, who was just really uh, this really talented woman, so she she's just arranged my scissors and my my hemostats for like forty five minutes and um, and like <laughs> like shined lights on them and put them on this backdrop. And um, really, I mean, and she arranged my glue. Like I have, you know, various types of glue that I use right, in different right. applications. And she she arranged my glue for, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say for 45 minutes. I mean, she really like all like the reflection on each, like, you know, where the light was shining and where the shadows were. And I just like sat there like one whole morning while she you know, arranged my tools. And, you know, I never would have had that experience. Like I thought it was, it was fascinating. Um, it was really, really neat. And just to see the equipment that they use, like these huge 
computer monitors and these like lights that are up on ladders with you know with these like umbrellas behind them and <laughs> I felt really really fortunate I had a great time when I was out there I just I never you know, it would have predicted in my life that I would have been, you know, sort of flown to Colorado and they put me up in there in, in a Reeves corporate apartment. And I just felt so like one, they paid for my meals. And I, so it was really like, it was like a wonder. I mean, I, if you're a stay at home mom, I'm sure you know, like <laughs> it was a huge vacation for me. Like I oh, was yeah. thrilled. It was, it was really, it was really special. So, and, and, uh, you know, obviously the result of it is that, you know, my hands are actually in the book and you can, you know, see the sort of step-by-step of the parts of bird making that can, you know, that are, that are more difficult or that are confusing and it really takes you through it. So I'm really thankful that that was in there too. Well, and I think it's the best way to present it because if you're describing, if you imagine if you didn't have the step-by-step photos and you're trying to describe for your reader, that would just be really hard to follow. And the photos are perfect. It was right on. I mean, it's you doing it. It's not like they had a hand model or something. (laughs) And then that person wouldn't know what to do. And, you know, it's, so yeah, it it seemed like, so you got to be queen for a couple days on a little vacation. Oh my goodness. It was a a working vacation. It Um, was, but it was so fun. fun Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because now you can say you actually um, have made a bird under the lights, you know, with (laughs) photo shoots and all that. Um, Right. And I have to say, your, your sister, look pretty good in that photo. <laughs> I know it was worth the effort, yeah, right? Look, you know, it gives you a whole new appreciation too for what goes into every part of the book. Cause I know, um, not every author gets a chance to see the parts you saw. I mean, you got to see some of the, the photo session. A lot of times authors will send their work in for a photo shoot. They're not always present for it. And you know, you got to see a little bit of that behind the scenes. Um, I did. I mean, the birds themselves, the birds themselves were shipped in December to, um, to Colorado. And you know, I live in Massachusetts, so, um, they were, you know, photographed in February, um, on their own. And I was not there for the birds photo shoot. So, Uh, you know, I had to send your birds away. Uh, you know, I set them away a lot to lots of different, you know, galleries and yeah, shops and things yeah. that carry them and, and also to, you know, Etsy customers as well. So I, you know, definitely shipped them. They all like made it fine, but, um, you know, it was a little hard to have them being photographed without, without my aesthetic input. Like I wasn't there to say like, Oh, you know, I had envisioned it differently. And, you know, I wasn't there to, to be part of that. And I kept emailing being like, do you have any questions or any of my birds falling down? Are they do okay? Me, and, do you need me to come out there? <laughs> and they were totally like, no, we're fine. You know, it's over. We did it all today. And I, I was like, really? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't there to pick the backdrops or, you know, the props, you know, some of them are sort of posed with, you know, spools of thread or bits of lace or, you know, they're kind of with pieces of driftwood or little bits of ephemera around them and stuff like that. And I, I sent a big box of those things for as props. But, you know, in the end, the art director figures all that stuff out and I wasn't there. So they kind of send, you know, sent me uh, like uh, sheets of photos and, mm-hmm. and then they chose from among those. But I did not, you know, have input on that. And I think that it was one of the sort of more unexpected parts, I guess, of, of the whole process. So there's just things that you kind of don't have control over. They had chosen a title for my book initially that I didn't like. And, um, this was way back at, at when I signed the contract Mm -hmm. and, um, 
it wasn't as though it was a it was a set in stone title. It was like uh, we need some we need some words to refer to this project by, and so we're just going to pick these words and 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 it'll be that for a while. And so I sort of right up front was like, mm, I don't you know I don't think that's a good title. And they're like, well, it's you know it's it's flexible, it's fine. And um, and so by Thanksgiving, you know, it was time to actually get down to choosing a real title. And so they told me, you know, brainstorm a bunch of ideas and email them to us and, you know, we're open. We're going to have a meeting after Thanksgiving and we'll figure it out. And so I gave my extended family the job for Thanksgiving to <laughs> help me. Uh, and everybody, you know, had lots of different thoughts. And um, my mother-in-law actually was the one who came up with um, the artful bird. Oh, and nice. yeah. So I added that to the list and I emailed, must email them over 20, you know, title ideas. And then, you know, a week or two later, I got an email back from my editor and she was like, you know, the title of your book will be The Artful Bird, Feathered Friends to Make and Sew. And I was like, great, you know, I like that title. But like, had I not liked that title, I'm not totally sure there might have been some flexibility, but it it wasn't as though I got to choose. So there's a lot of things there that are, you know, and, and in some ways, I'm happy for that. Because you know, these folks have been in this industry for a lot longer than I have. I'm not even really, you know, I'm not in the publishing industry. I don't know necessarily, you know, there's a, there's a reason, there's a method behind this and they know what sells, they know, you know, what looks good on the shelf, Mm -hmm. what attracts to people's eye, um, what is good for searches, you know, when people do an Amazon search or, you know, a, a library search or whatever. So, you know, these are, these are all sorts of, questions and there's probably even bigger questions that I'm not even thinking of that I don't I don't know about I'm definitely not an expert so um in some ways I'm glad that they're out there you know making these decisions on my behalf but in other ways it felt you know a little bit like out of my control you know so yeah so it's sort of a push and a pull you know I'm also not a graphic designer and I'm not I'm not great with you know sort of computer programming and HTML and all these kinds of things. So, um, you know, I, I pay somebody who designs, not my blog, but I actually have a website, abbyglossenberg.com. And, you know, I have a web designer who made, who made that for me um, because although I could learn how to do it, I have limited free time, as we just right. talked about. And, um, and in that free time, you know, I just find doing that kind of thing frustrating. And I would prefer to have her do it for me. Um, and it's worth it to me, you know, to put my my ideas and my work in her hands and let her come up with something with my input. And this doing the book was sort of a similar kind of thing where, you know, I'm in many ways happy to let them package it for me. And it looks so beautiful. And it's, you know, there was no way that I could have made it. You know, I, what, I, what I'm good at is writing the patterns and making the projects and making the samples and let them do what they're good at, you know. So even though at times it's, it's not exactly the way that I would have done it, I trust them. So It's a beautiful book and your birds are, you know, it's just a wonderful collection of birds. And, and why don't you talk a little bit about just the structure of the book. So people, for those who haven't seen it yet, because it, it is in, um, at your local bookstore now, you can get a copy. But why don't you give us a little overview of how you presented your, um, your, the bird instructions and these projects to your readers? 
Sure. So um, the first section is about um, all the materials and tools that I use. And there are a couple little specialty tools in there that are pretty handy to have generally for doing softy kind of projects, um, but are really important for bird making. And none of them are expensive or, you know, particularly difficult to find. But um, so I show those and talk about how I use them in the beginning. And then there's a section that's basic bird making techniques that shows you sort of the main elements of each pattern because almost all the patterns are sort of based around certain main pieces and so they kind of, it kind of goes over that and um, and then there's all these step-by-step photos that show you how to sew it together, how to turn it and insert the wire and wrap the wire and that sort of thing and then some options for embellishment and for beaks and feathers and that kind of thing. So that's the second section and then there's the and there are 16 birds. Um, there are all different shapes and sizes and types of birds. There's a wren, there's a flamingo, there's um, a penguin, there's a crow, there's a quail, a peacock, and chick, all different little, all different kinds of birds. There's a swan, I mean, all sorts of things. And there's also some sidebars that tell you a little bit about ways to kind of extend the project. Like if you wanted to make your bird a part of a collage or if you wanted to hand dye some fabric and make a bird out of it, there's suggestions for ways to sort of take it to the next step, which were really kind of fun and creative to put together. I liked writing those. <laughs> um, and then one of the most exciting parts, I mean, the back of the book is all the, the pattern pieces, of course. Um, but one of the most exciting parts of doing the book actually was I chose four artists who also make birds out of fabric, and I got to do interviews with them. And their work appears in the back of the book. So each of them has a question and answer with me and then some photos of their birds, which don't, you know, look like mine, but are their unique work. And that was totally fun. So there's an interview with Abigail Brown, whose birds are absolutely inspiring and lovely, with Ann Wood and uh, Tamar Mogendorf and with Jennifer Muskoff. So each of them make birds and are known for their birds, but their birds are very different from one another and are very different from mine, even though they're all made from fabric. So it was really, that was really, really fun. And I was so, um, I just felt so thankful that they agreed to, to be part of this project um, because they really are, all four of them are artists, you know, female artists. I, I just admire so much. So that was really special for me. Um, was, so that hopefully, a, was that a big part of your plan for the book? Did you think you were going to have Q&As or did that kind of... Um, um, I always, end? yeah, I knew from the beginning that I wanted to invite them to, you know, be part of the book if they were willing to. I wasn't sure how, you know, it was going to work, but I knew that I wanted, you know, images of somebody else's birds so that, you know, people would have further inspiration and sort of different, you know, just a different aesthetic, different color scheme, different way of construction. You know, when Mm -hmm. you look at, um, when you look at their the feet on their birds or the feathers or the beaks, you can see they're, they're made from different materials than mine are made from. And um, some of the birds are in cages, like handmade, you know, bird cages or um, they're in a birdhouse. So it kind of helps, you know, I think it helps your, make your mind work and think, well, what else could I do here? You know, so it, it, it's neat. I think it's really a neat part of the book for me. Yeah, no, I think it really does enhance it too because it yeah. helps people at um, – you know, they you walk them through uh, the process of making a variety of different birds, and then they get to see 
as you said, it just adds to the inspiration value of the whole book, which is wonderful. So, and it puts you in wonderful company too. Um, yeah. You know, and how, it, you know, it was so exciting. Like, um, uh, Tamar Mogendorf is an artist who, um, she's originally from Israel and she lives in New York and, you know, way back when, uh, you know, maybe five years ago when I very was sort of, you know, in the very beginning of sewing um, soft toys and soft sculpture, I saw her work at a local shop and um, I just admired it so much. And I thought, you know, will I ever be able to sew at this level and to be able, you know, to create something that's so fine and so beautiful. She was always someone who I know I'd always go back and look at her website and just really admired her. And um, uh, English is not uh, Tamara's first language. And so she wanted me to do our interview over the phone because she just felt more comfortable that way. And I kind of transcribed what, you know, what our interview was instead mm-hmm. of her having to write it all, write out all the answers. Sure. Um, so it was great because I got to talk to her on the phone for like an hour and a half, and it was just wonderful for me. So, <laughs> so you're gonna start a, a, a softy like bird soft a bird sculpture um, podcast or something? You know, <laughs> you can interview people. It was, it was just really fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, you did exactly what I do. That's what you, you call somebody up and start asking questions. You're already half. I mean, you're you, and you have a book. I don't have a book out on this. You know? So people will call you back really fast. Like, oh yeah, Abby, she's the one with the book out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, think about it. You can just add, you know, five more things to your plate. You know. Well, I, I will say, I will say that one of the um, one of the other unintended sort of, well, maybe not unintended, but unexpected um, results of having this book out now. You know, like people actually who pre-ordered it are actually getting it now and you know it's out in the stores is that I I got this sort of feeling of confidence you know of sort of like it you know now that I have a book out it's like I just felt more confident that I could so that that like I I really do know something you know like I really you have could. proof now <laughs> yeah it's funny you know I mean it sounds kind of silly but at the same time I, I guess I I wasn't expecting to feel that way um, to feel like I I was actually an expert at something just because this book exists and of course nothing has changed you know between right. December and January but now suddenly I feel like okay you know I have this under my belt and it it did really give me this. Feel Feeling like okay, I you know I I have uh, you know I have some authority now in some weird way. So before when you were making birds, before you had the book, I mean you clearly had you knew what you were doing. Otherwise, no one would ask you to put on gallery shows if you were making terrible work. You know, nobody <laughs> would be calling you to do those things. But with the book is, I mean, now you can you actually have it all between the covers of one book. All this knowledge that you've accumulated, you know, in the last five years making birds right. and trying trial and error and Anytime you like had to like rip something out and start again, um, you know, it's like all that that you've learned now is collected there. And I think that's fabulous. I can't wait to see what you do next now that you have this like newfound confidence that you didn't have before because you were doing really well before, you know. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I was, I was just reflecting on that recently. Like, wow, you know, I do feel that though. So yeah, which is a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, you deserve to feel that way because you you know you are an expert in this. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say about your book specifically for readers. I mean, clearly it's a great – I see this as being one of those books that 
And this is what I hope someday that I am able to achieve myself is come out with some, with a book that is going to be a resource for people. It not like just, you know, something that is, you know, a trendy thing right now or, you know, for the moment, a popular book. But I think your book is going to be one of those books that if people are getting into softy making or self-sculpture, they want to sew in three dimensions, you know, and make things that are freestanding. This is going to be a reference book for people because you did take such a great time and to go over the details and explain things so well and talk about the tools that this is something that people, I can see it getting kind of worn out, you know, um, one of those books that people pull from their shelf and they kind of freak out if they misplace it. You know what I mean? So I, think I hope so, yeah. A, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. It's really good. So congratulations Thank you. Thank on, you. on, on your uh, accomplishment. And uh, do you have a favorite bird in the book? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I actually think the penguin might be my favorite. It was the last one that I made, and I, um, you know, I had them all out on our dresser. My husband, I actually work in our bedroom, and my husband. I remember like, you saying that in the last <laughs> podcast, which I thought was. I was like, my bedroom is such a mess. Like, I don't know. I'd probably take a nap if I was that close yeah. to my dad. I, I do sometimes nap. take a nap. Ah, good for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our bedroom was like an aviary and like he would just wake up and be like, they're all staring at me. It's terrible. (laughs) But yeah, so the penguin was the last one. And I remember setting him down on the dresser and just being like, you know what, out of all the patterns, this is the one that I'm the proudest of. It's just sort of the most cleverly put together. And, um, I just think, yeah, I just like him. Yeah, <laughs> he well, reminds me of me. So I, yeah, he's, he's cute. <laughs> so that's a little autobiographical. Um, that project. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I guess in some way they all kind of like, yeah, represent me in some way. But that one definitely does. So. That's funny. Well, a special thanks to Abby for being on the show again. It was just great to hear how things have turned out so well. And the book is beautiful. It's in bookstores now. So head out and get your copy of The Artful Bird, Feathered Friends to Make and Sew. And I think you'll be uh, happily making birds for your house. And uh, I have several favorites in the book. Um, I really like the penguin that I know uh, Abby's fond of as well. And I also like the flamingo. Um, But honestly, if I could freeze time... I would make all the birds in the book because I think they're really fun. And I suspect that one would feel like a rock star if they got through the whole book. So if any of you folks out there complete the whole book, uh, be sure to let me know. Well, I'm sure Abby would want to know too. (laughs) It's her book, a a really nice book that has some really clear instructions that helps uh, demystify these finished products that look pretty complicated. So you can really impress your friends and wow visitors to your home by making a few of these birds. So I am going to get back to work. I'm putting the finishing touches on the spring issue, Craft Sanity Magazine. That's going to be uh, available for pre-sale on Monday. And uh, it's going to it's due out March 8th is my tentative goal. Of course, when I send it to the printer, these things are not set in stone. So um, that's my target date. That's what I'm shooting for. I want to thank my sponsor for this episode. Um, I kind of went through a little drought where I didn't have any sponsors for a while. So it was really great to have Sherry from SherrySoapOpera.Etsy.com come along and sponsor this episode. I really appreciate that. And Sherry's uh, story is really interesting. She started making bath and body products after her son was diagnosed with leukemia, and that's when he was 12. And thankfully, he's in remission. He's 17 now. What happened, though, is that 
horrible experience ex- inspired her to start making products. The chemo was making his his skin, his lips, really dry, and they couldn't really find anything in the store that really helped because there's alcohol in a lot of commercially made products. So she started making her own, and um, you know, one thing led to another, and now she has a successful Etsy shop where you can find a wide selection of soaps and bath and body products, lip balms, and and all that good stuff. So head over to sherrysoapopera.etsy.com and check it all out. Tell her Jennifer sent you. Thanks so much, Sherry, for your sponsorship. I really appreciate it. If you, dear listener, are interested in sponsoring an upcoming episode, you can just send me an email, jennifer at craftsanity.com, or you can click the sponsors link over on craftsanity.com, and you'll get the, the rate information is there. Check it out and let me know if you're interested. And I have a bunch of shows in the hopper, and I'm just waiting for sponsorships for those. So I really appreciate your support. And I also want to thank, uh, I kind of went through, as I mentioned, I kind of went through a little dry spell there with sponsorships. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a complicated thing because I'm also doing a magazine, and um, and I'm just really not a salesperson. I mean, that's the honest truth. I I don't like to sell things, really. (laughs) That includes advertising. It's just kind of a not a a fun thing for me to do but um obviously it's essential when i'm trying to to run something that needs to have some kind of revenue to support it and i also wanted to thank sally in silver spring maryland for sending in a a donation of support for the podcast i really appreciate that It's, it's really amazing how things start to slow down i think man i don't know if i can keep this thing going people come along and support what i'm doing so i really appreciate that thank you so much for your generosity. And I'm going to get back to work. I have a lot to do today. And I also want to let you know that this podcast is actually part of the blog tour for Abby's book. And I will post the links to the other spots on the tour. So you can check out not only Abby's blog, I'll put links to all the other places where Abby's been and is going in the coming days on her blog tour. So you can see more sneak peeks from the book. And you can also hear what people have to say about it and uh, learn more about Abby along the way. So I'll post all that. So you guys uh, have some fun crafting. Hope you get a copy of Abby's book and start making some birds. And uh, so I'll be back soon with another episode. And in the meantime, craft sanity, my friends. It works for me. Mm-hmm.